Hi ladies, hi moms, hi everyone in the in-between, it's Jen, your host with the Bad Mom Laundry Podcast. On this episode, Mama is pulling a full stop to sit down and check in on marriage during COVID because I'm probably doing it wrong. I'm now a beta and that feels a lot like losing. My life is full of love notes, but for some reason I'm not feeling it. Spoiler alert, love notes in the shape of half-eaten apples and dirty socks don't really feel like love to a mom. I've been through some shit in the past couple of weeks, you guys. Let's have some real talk on what it's going to take to keep going. Just a quickie, you guys. Let's get into it. I don't know what you've done during the pandemonium of a year or two or seven or whatever the whatever however long it's been you are aware or probably can deduce fairly quickly that I have um, baked way too much banana bread I have been riding an anxiety wave and consequently eaten way too much banana bread We've had the Tiger King phase. We've had the toilet paper situation. We've had the, oh my God, we can travel just a little bit, please, phase. We've had the testing, 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 begging our neighbors phase. We've had the, what the fuck is wrong with people? This is still real and happening, and you've all stopped wearing masks phase. And now, apparently, Texas just wants someone dead mostly the children. Ironically, we are not allowed to kill our own fetuses anymore. Politics aside, Texas said, pandemic? What's that? We need our bars open. And you know what? I'll speak for myself in saying we are currently in a what the delta level of hell. Kids are back in school for over a month now. COVID boards have to be checked daily temps are checked every morning we are a is it a cold is it an is it allergies oh my god do they have to stay home if they have to stay home one more day I might lose it we're in that phase life is coming at us hard and fast people and you guys you guys I am just out here in this little petri dish of a neighborhood part of whatever experiment you guys are trying to force me into holding on to the door jam like a cat near bathwater. What the hell is going on? I'm sorry if that got a little loud. I'm a little stressed. So while in this continued hollowed out tree full of shit, I figure let's talk about marriage life during COVID because how's that going? You've no doubt been in closer proximity with your partner, spouse, BFGF, and your own self than you've probably been in quite a lifetime. Holding up a mirror to it all is a little terrifying. I think that since pregnancy parameters have also changed, we'll get that we'll get to that another day. It's time we update the old marriage parameters because I swear to God, if my husband gets any more fit, trim, healthy, During this pandemic, I'm going to have to let him go. 
oh my god, how completely selfish of me. Yes, yes it is. But there's a balance in marriage, and well, I hate to place the blame, but it's obvious that he's messed up the balance. I think a good relationship needs two things. Commiserating and understanding. Commiserating because you really do need a partner who can get in that feelings boat with you. And sometimes, I'll admit it, sometimes I'm on an island with no feelings. I like it there. And my husband is like, no, no, come get in this boat. And I'm like, why? I'm on land. It's solid and predictable. And he's like, no, no, please, let's get in the boat. Eventually, he just has to carry me to the goddamn boat because I don't see the need for a boat full of emotions when I'm on land. But anyway, analogies aside, sometimes it's the opposite. And I think you need to find someone who can just blindly say, okay, let's get in the boat today. And later we can dig ourselves a hole and bury our feelings in the sand like normal healthy people do. Listen, maybe that's not the best analogy. I mean, boats leak and sink, and generally they just make me seasick. That's how, how ironic. <laughs> Don't think too much about it. Just hear me out. Commiserating. If you can't get in that boat with your person and really try to understand whatever level of hell they're in, is it going to work? Probably not. The other thing I think marriage needs is understanding. You can attempt to communicate all you want, but if there is no understanding on the other end, you might as well be married to a fence. Marriage takes all the understanding, and understanding takes time and effort. People change and evolve and move with fluidity through their own personality and being, and in being a good partner, it means that you can look at them different from the night you married them and say, okay, I get it. And even if you don't get it yet, you can say, I'm trying to understand. Understanding can go so far. It's like saying we're on the same team. It's a reminder that your choices and actions are always going to be in favor of yourself within that relationship. Now listen, Something serious has been happening during this changeover with COVID. People have been forced to live in their homes with their partners, with their kids, constantly. We've had to really adjust our lives, some of us completely. And what I've noticed is a trend of people saying, oh, fuck no, I've made a mistake. Or let's have babies. No in between. There's like, oh fuck, who the hell did I marry? Or like, I like this. Let's procreate to further deepen this hole. (laughs) Pun intended. Well, within the COVID space-time continuum, my husband has gotten more fit. He's not bodybuilding or anything extreme like that, but he has cycled. He's running. He plays tennis. He's generally moving quite a lot more than I am. Now me, well, we all know what I've done. As I said before, I essentially went out and purchased 20 pounds of cortisol and just rolled myself in it. (laughs) 
I took care of our kids, you guys. I was at home for, what, 18, 20 months? Did I run or jog or cycle? Was there a bear? (laughs) Should I have? Sure. But with crippling anxiety by my side and the stress of keeping everyone alive, it's been a little bit much for me to take up a leisurely jog. So I don't know how we got here. I see flashes of how we got here, but I really don't understand how two people can fare so differently during a pandemic. My husband got hotter, and now I'm the ugly one in our relationship. And to be quite fucking frank, I don't know how to play that role. It feels needy. It feels uncertain. It feels pathetic. And it feels sort of like an unstable boat, (laughs) ironically. (laughs) I had a friend over who I hadn't seen in a while. And my husband came home from work and she turned around, said hello to my husband, looked back at me, looked back at my husband, turned around at me with eyes as big as quarters and her mouth hanging open and whispered across the table, what the hell, Jennifer? (laughs) And you know, that's honest. I didn't tell her about this journey my dear husband was on because I needed an objective perspective. I needed an authentic reaction. And she gave it to me. And I knew in that moment, I was fucked. My dear husband now has the upper hand. Did he before? Well, we like to let them think we do, don't we? But did he? I'll pass. I don't know what I'm going to do with this beta energy I've absolved. But it's a lesson that I realize I'm having to learn. But you know what? I'm old. So learning is hard. Give me some time. I'm definitely baking more in attempt to fatten him up. And I'm working hard on being more giving because that's already a very tough spot for me. And now apparently I have to compete and commit to it. You guys, I just did not expect this to be my life, honestly. And I married a beautifully handsome man who I did my best to take bad pictures of on purpose for the first several years of our life together just to keep him in check. And now here we are. It's devastating. I mean, with all of the stress of keeping everyone alive, we now also have to get hotter? Ugh. Look, I blame the accept me as I am women's movements because it's really lied its way into all of our hearts. While my husband was out exercising, running, disgusting shit like that, I was just writing memes about my curves and my cellulite and my stretch marks and how everyone is supposed to just love all of me and posting my feelings on a billboard for the internet to see and then bam, right in my face. My husband has a six pack. It's almost like he did this to me. One time, one time he said to me, I really don't want to go for a run. And I was like, well, yeah don't. And he was like, no, I have to. And you know, that's it. That moment is when I knew 
that our marriage was in trouble. That's when I knew our understanding mm, was broken because you guys, I don't know how to commiserate with a runner. I don't know how to eat with a runner. I don't know how to sleep with a runner. Like how? Someone tell me. Because running for miles on end for seemingly no reason makes absolutely no sense in my brain. (laughs) So now I'm the beta. I'm the beta. And I'm lost. Like, I work best with rules and definitives. Even better when I've made those rules (laughs) and definitives. And when you throw something in the loop like this... You might as well have put me in sand. I can't stand up. That's one thing you should definitely know about me. I can't walk in sand. I don't know if my feet are too small. I feel like a cat in water. It does not work. I I don't I see other people on the beach and they're just walking. They look normal. I look like I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. You might as well have just put me in sand. I'm a beta. I'm definitely going to need some rules and tips for this side of the relationship. So if anyone has any, please reach out. I think I have the anxiety part down, but it's the speaking up that might cause some issue. I wonder how my husband feels about his newfound role in our relationship. We'll never know because I'll never ask him. Look, I get it. I don't know how to meet him on the island of fitness And here we are. And is my little princess going to always have the upper hand? Absolutely not. I'll not have that. But fine. I'll let him have it for now. We'll call it COVID compliance. Side note. You guys, I just scroll through the old TikTok for a bit. And since devastation is basically the word of the day, I need to come out with something. This has been on my mind a lot lately. My TikTok is disgustingly littered with old white men, old Republican white men. And I've been suppressing this reality for way too long. If you talk about it, it's real. So here we are. I'm giving in. I don't want to talk about this, but it's been slowly growing like a fucking cyst in my heart. At first, I was cordial. I did my best to like their seemingly nice comments in order to grow a small, authentic following. And then I noticed they just kept coming back and they were bringing their friends. I think somewhere... Somehow, I must have given the message that I'm interested in 55 to, I don't know, 85-year-old retired military men, and that this is an open Republican rally. Both things of which, need I say, are not true. You know, TikTok is really overwhelmed with women who barely have anything on, so I'm not sure why they're on my page. It's disturbing. I don't know how I got here, but I fucking want out. Who do I pay to stop this? Who did I upset? What balance in the universe do I need to reset? How do I get back on the right side of things? 
Where did I go wrong? Did I say something? Was it something I typed? Is it merely because I'm, I live where I live? Um, who do I pray to? I don't pray, but I will start. Who, how, how much money will this take? Who do I pay? Is there an offering I should give? How do we clean the slate? Where was karma upset? How do we right this wrong? Is there a crystal? <laughs> Is there a crystal I can rub on my left elbow or hold close to my heart to make this stop? Now's your time, Shelly. I am like, is there a shaman? Is there a shaman I need to go visit? How do we make this stop? I don't want to be here. It's uncomfortable. I'm not sure who told these type of men that they were allowed to speak the way to women that they think that they can. But um, I'm not here for it. I'm not subscribing to it. I'm thoroughly grossed out. I am in no way participating in old white man TikTok from the viewing perspective. So I'd kindly like to be escorted back to the right side of things. Okay, thank you. If you guys could all just put a little prayer out into the universe, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers out into the universe um, so the TikTok gods can do their work to get me back over to, you know, plant, plant talk, bread talk, mom talk, you know, all the normal TikToks where I don't feel... Um, disgusted and like I need to take a shower. Thank you. You know, they say life comes at you hard and fast. Who are they? I don't know. Does anyone really say that? Probably not. But when I sat down to chat with you today, I thought, you know, I wonder what happens in the day-to-day lives of all the moms and dads and people out there we call our friends. All the accounts on social media, the moms we see in carpool, the ones we see at Target. What tiny things happen in their days that make them go, well, fuck? Because somehow we all have just gone back to life pre-pandemic and I'm sitting here with 20 extra pounds of cortisol on my body and a hell of a lot more questions. I'm in the space of, well, fuck. Am I alone? In the last two weeks alone in my life, I've gotten into two disagreements over car rider line procedure. I've been honked at for three minutes straight as a form of aggressive protest. I've been spoken to by the car rider line teacher in charge and the school counselor because Betty in the Lexus behind me couldn't handle the fact that I out-trafficked her. Do I care? Not really. Will someone inevitably cut me off in car rider line in the future? Most definitely. Are we all going to the same place in the end? Yes. Now I have two car rider line infractions probably a mugshot hanging in the front office. And now I have anxiety about picking up my own children from school. Let's see, what else? I've fallen down a flight of stairs with no one around, and I've got the rug burns on my back and the ass bruises to prove it. I've been told, congratulations for being pregnant. 
twice in the last several weeks, and I'm not. Newsflash, I can't be pregnant anymore. Once the woman said to me, wow, it's twins, isn't it? I just know it. To which I responded, yes, you're right, it's twins. And she said, I knew it. It was the glow I could tell in your face. Ugh, I'm not pregnant. I just don't want to wear skin-tight clothing. Is that okay with everybody? I would like for my body to be able to breathe. Moving on. I've dropped a can of pineapple at a four and a half foot range directly onto my left fourth metatarsal. And it fucking hurt. That bruise lasted two weeks. I've made specialized lunches meticulously and then given them to the wrong children. I've been called each week by my kindergartner's teacher. One week I was called because he ate his sandwich and then he lied to her and said that his mom didn't make him a sandwich. The second week, she called because he filled up his shoes with mud at recess and could no longer wear them. Did you hear me? He filled up his shoes at school, at recess, He filled them up with mud and could no longer wear them at school. I've done laundry every single day. Washed, dried, folded, put away, put in a basket, put over the side to do later, forgotten about it, rewashed it, redried it, refluffed it, you name it. I've done so much laundry. I've been walking around my house looking at all the shit I now affectionately call love notes left for me by my family members no doubt out of love. You know, shoes covered in dog shit at the back door, cat vomit on the rug, 45 small triangular wooden tanagram pieces just dumped onto the floor in a walking path to remind me that there's a need for me. My husband's dirty work clothes on the dining room floor, dirty Kleenexes everywhere, old milk cups, old water bottles, empty toilet paper rolls, You know, the normal love notes. I've spent the last three weeks riddled with hives. If you're not someone who suffers from autoimmune issues or chronic illness, then the odds are someone you know does deal with these things in their life, maybe on a daily basis. Sometimes I forget that I have autoimmune issues. I forget that I have alopecia. Sometimes I forget that I have severe allergies. And then... All of a sudden, I'm slammed into my bed, unable to function in my family, unable to do anything really, knocked up on antihistamines and steroids, and really fucking angry at my body for attacking my own body. So what have I been doing? In the past couple of weeks, I've worried, I've stressed, I've tried to calm the fuck down. But there's one thing that really came at me harder and faster than anything else in the last couple of weeks. And I just want to call out the changing of the seasons. There's something really refreshing about it, right? Like you get to pull down all the old decorative shit in your house, put it away in a closet somewhere and get out all the new things. And for some reason, just that alone gives us a whole new shift in our worlds. 
It's cathartic. Are we really that feeble or desperate? I am. I sure as fuck am that desperate. As moms, we do it all. We really just do. Even if we happen to have a wonderful partner who contributes 100% to the family, we still do it all somehow. And if no one has told you lately, thank you, that's what I'm here for. Thank you for remembering all the passwords and ordering all of the school pictures. Thank you for making sure the kids have hoodies for the upcoming cold front and socks that fit, bonus if they match. And thank you for making sure the kids have their water bottles for school and the homework pages are signed and for making sure the family has light bulbs and batteries and the mail gets checked. And thank you for trudging through the trenches when your period cramps are enveloping and you want to kill people. Or when you're watching your partner get hot right before your eyes, thank you for continuing to do the dishes. I could go on, but it's a never-ending list, right? And I I get it. I commiserate. I understand. And that's why this works. I thank you. I think you're wonderful. Listen, life comes at you hard and fast, and sometimes it hits you right in the fucking face. And no, I'm not trying to make this gross, but sometimes it's not quite the evening you were dressed for, okay? If you're looking for a way to escape... Whatever it is you're dealing with right now, take a note from the change of the seasons. Put it away. Just pick up the old shit and put it away. Forget about it. Buy some containers. Shove it into the deepest closet you own. Repress. Pull out something new, something shiny and new. Walk outside. Feel the difference in the air and let it invoke some faux belief in you that change is on the precipice that change is real, that it's happening. And you know what? Just deal with the old shit later. Because who the fuck knows what's going to happen tomorrow? If these last few weeks, or hell, the last two years, have taught us anything, have reminded us of anything, it's to just do whatever the fuck you want. Because in the blink of an eye, You might have fallen from your alpha status. You don't know. Your body might be trying to throw you down a flight of stairs or even attack itself. Pull out a fucking pumpkin, honey. Put it on your mantle. Put up your Christmas tree early. Who cares? If it makes you happy and you're the keeper of all the family's passwords, then you deserve it. Talk soon. You've reached the end of this Bad Mom Laundry podcast episode. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, drop us five stars, comment, like, and share. You can connect with me on social media at Bad Mom Laundry and shop merch at badmomlaundry.etsy.com. <laughs>